Is this thing on? <laughs> Brother Tim. Ooh, that sounded like a real knock. That did sound like a knock. Let him in, y'all. We let no days off here. They made a mistake. They gave us microphones. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey. You know, we don't want to be the podcast oh, that's no out and no one can be able to hear us, huh? Ooh, I love when I get to sit across from you and do this podcast. I love you, brother. Sorry, brother. <laughs> it's almost like we're saying shade is honesty. It's like we'll have your emotional moment. Nobody said that you quit it. You can still be strong. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be hurt too hard. So that's my motto. Like when you have a go urges, just jack off and go do something productive. Like, taxes for fruit, y'all. <laughs> taxes for fruit. <laughs> Hold me accountable. Too. Somebody being willing to fall on the <sighs> And once they do that, they need to explain <laughs> the repercussions of their decision making. Right. Woo 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 woo. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of these people want their guns because they have an agenda. I feel like they're going to stockpile weapons and one day they're going to try to come in for all the black people. That's what I think. They want force, huh? What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? What's up, y'all? What you got to say? Who's on the phone with Willie and We back again. Yeah, mm. Mm. I tell your friends. I used that before. <laughs> that's how you know. I'll call. Listen, I'll I only got a couple of lines. Bitch. I was that's picking not my up gift. what you putting down. I was picking it up. I was picking it up. You know, I'm more so a lyricist of a different kind. Yes. Oh, peaking, Peaky weaky boots. Down boots. Peaky weaky boots. All right. Well, that's we okay. Yeah, because you know, gonna calm down. Exactly. Um, the miracle of editing and technology. Holy okay. Quiet as a church mouse. Well, welcome to No Days Off. We're here again. Yes, we are. And again. And you guys, like, you know, I love when we get to do the podcast because we, I feel like we don't get to do it as often as we would want to, even yes. though we do it regularly. So it's, don't get it twisted. Okay. We still here. Let me tell you, this <laughs> ball is rolling. Okay. okay. It's rolling. But. I do love being able to catch up with you on the microphone, knowing what we're going to want to talk about, yes. but still being able to exchange new and wonderful energy with each other. Yes. It's just really, really great. I really love it. It's fucking fantastic. I know. Me too. It's always an honor to be here with you, brother. Yes, Jace. Yes, yes. Well, brother, you know, you let the people know what have you been up to, what's going on. I'm going to spark up, and then I'm going to kind of introduce a guest that we have here with us it's today. It's like a fake guest. Yeah, like she doesn't have a microphone tonight, but she's still here, and she's adding her energy, yes. and we're going to we say hi to her in a sec, but, yes. but brother, tell us, what have you been up to? Oh my gosh. I'm a spark up. Some, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, well, TBH's last week was a lot for me, so mm. I don't really want to revisit this last week. But the week before that, um, I was talking about this in one of the podcasts. I don't know which episode it was in, but it was one of them. I had a vacation uh, for about nine days. Yeah. Um, and uh, long story short, I'm not going to go through the whole spiel, but instead of going out and spending money and, and going on a vacation and being on a beach, which is great... Um, I just actually decided to stay home, stay local, and um, just get some shit together, um, get the things that I needed to get done, done, um, start prioritizing things, organizing, um, start doing the stuff that I said I was going to do tomorrow. You know, those things that you just kind of always put, but, you know, real life gets in the way and it's always easy to be like, oh, I'll do that next week. I'll do this another time. I'll do the, you know, so I just decided to like regroup, recalibrate um kind of get myself organized there's some things with no days off and some other businesses i'm doing that I, again i keep putting on the back burner because of work you famous and i just wanted to really focus on those things focus on um 
one of the, the most important things that I did was really focus on like my routines. So my morning routines and my nightly routines, um, again, dealing with day to day life is kind of, it can be easy to lose yourself in certain things and just kind of just getting up and going and going with how, whatever, how life takes you or whatever. But I wanted to be more like purposeful. So just getting back to the foundation of doing certain things like before a certain time, simple things like drinking water, two cup glasses of water before I get up or when I get up, making my bed, mm -hmm. doing some meditation, affirmations, right. hitting the doing, hitting the gym, doing some push-ups, and just like things that again seem so small that in the bigger picture can be so helpful for just like daily productivity, just health and wellness and all that stuff. So I really wanted to get back to that, um, and yeah, so that's what I spent my vacation doing. Um, so I took uh, dance classes at um, Allen. Alvin and Ailey. Mm -hmm. um, I oh, went wow. and got That's tested. Awesome, I, I made sure I meditated every day. Mm -hmm. um, so just pretty much getting back to like the spiritual me, the foundational me, the stuff that kind of keeps me going every day. Um, and it was great. Um, and I had a great time. Um, I worked out consist most the most consistently I have in a, a very long time. Yeah. And that felt great. And I can already see the results from it. So that's just, you know, keeping me going forward. Uh, but it, the idea of this wasn't to like do like a challenge and get all this stuff done and then stop. It was just really to get the ball rolling and to propel me for, you know, uh, the, the, the days that I'm not on vacation. So I right. can have great routines exactly. in the days that I need an extra little kick, you know, a little boost. But hey, I got these routines that already keep me going and knowing you know just certain things and being more aware and being more mindful of how i'm feeling in those moments so a lot of times i took a walk and just you know even though i had to run an errand and go to the bank i took a long way and called my sister and had a great talk with her like so i just did like things in that manner and, and talked to my old friends and and made sure i hung out with uh, i hung out with one of our guests and uh you know i got to spend some time with you guys and i cooked for you guys and i just really wanted it to was do so yummy all that kind of stuff so that's what i spent my um, my staycation doing and um, I think for me, it just kind of helped me for now. So now I'm like still working. Have out. you have you ever spent a staycation that way before? Like, have so, you ever so this done is that? my second time. So I did it like two months ago. This is my yeah. second time. And I actually just refined it this time because the first time was like, I'm going to do everything I ever wanted to do. And I had like literally like 40 things. And I realized I was trying to schedule things and meet up with people. And the idea of it was great, but it was overwhelming because then it, I was like missing appointments because right. I had so many things. I was <laughs> booking three people at the same day. And, and so I was just like, okay, you're doing too much. So I decided to kind of do the same thing, but just refine it and like take the pressure off of it. So yeah. like, again, doing things that I want to do, but remembering why I'm doing it. I'm not doing this to punish myself to, I'm not doing this to, to be mean to myself or not have fun. I'm doing this to like fuel myself and to fill myself up and making sure that, you know, I have these routines or I have these certain, you know, foundational tools to keep me going when life feels like it's getting to a point where I don't have control or, you know absolutely so it was I get good that. so I, I you know I took a little bit more of the stress out of it you know so there were certain things that if it didn't happen you know I didn't I didn't stress myself out because hey I got three of the three of the five things done you know and hey I have the power to carry it over as long as I'm again mindful of what's going on and that was the 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 biggest part just more so just being mindful of myself my time other people's times uh yeah so that's enough of that but yeah that's me. Boom. Come on, staycation. Yes, that was that. So, now yeah. that is a staycation well spent. So you feel good? I feel good. Do you feel well rested? I feel well rested. I mean, this last week kicked my ass, I will say. But that's a part of it, you know? Right. The, the staycation was great. I was vibrating very, 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 very high. I had a lot of great interactions with people. I had so much fun. I did things that I hadn't done in a while. I did a lot of meditation. That, but 
you know, in turn, the next week happened and I was back into work. So again, the universe was testing me. You know what I mean? Like it's back into this whole other routine of going and working for the white man for 40 hours a week. So <laughs> that was a little bit hard of getting, you know, back into that. So it did kick me in. The, but I, again, I had the, the memory of my vacation. I had some of that stuff still in me. So again, looking forward to my workout, you know, after work was a, a, that perception was different this time around instead yeah. of like oh i gotta work out it's like oh no because i found that working out makes me feel good because i allowed that to happen during my staycation to really focus on myself so now i'm understanding what the benefits were so that's how i'm trying to utilize it even though it was a, a little bit more of a stressful week than i would have liked i'm just utilizing what i had from that week before to kind of keep me going which has been helpful brilliant i was literally gonna say like what you prepped for what you yeah. planned for what you hope to get out of it is exactly what you had to put into like use yeah. directly after so good for you and and, and the work never you. stops so that's a part of it you know it's just now i have to you know work with this in now this other type of schedule so it, uh, no days off it don't stop you just it have to keep stop. going and mm -hmm. keep fueling yourself and keep finding you know even when things change finding things to be grateful for like the little things and find grat finding gratitude and like it sounds corny but literally like spending time with my friends and the moment just having the fact that i cooked for you guys and having just that moment alone meant so much to me in the the bigger picture of things um so i i'm really starting to get more into that like that that daily moment by moment gratitude of even like something so small and again going back to what i talked about before how something so small can be so impactful in your life if you look at it a certain way right i agree and speaking of gratitude i would definitely say are you can i jump in about mine yes okay you know i couldn't you know i love a good segue Segway, segway, segway. Mm -hmm. and you mentioned gratitude and i've like heavily i would say over the last two weeks have heavily been writing in my gratitude journal, you know, which is something that I feel like I've been wanting to do for years, like actually write in a gratitude what is journal. That? It's just a space and a place where it's not only writing about like things that I'm grateful for, but 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 communicating to myself how to stay grateful mm -hmm. moment by moment, even when things aren't necessarily going well, like just taking that moment to just like hit the gratitude journal and in this moment, write what I'm grateful for in this challenging moment. And it's been interesting. It's been kind of cool. I keep it like right next to my laptop because it's like one of those things where it's like at any moment, something right. weird is going to happen and you may need to find something to be grateful for. So I'm grateful for the practice actually of, you know, grabbing the book and just writing it down like and thinking of the book as like literally a mobile safe space. A tool. Yes. Yeah, sacred place and a tool. A literal tool. So I love that. I love that you are actually, you know, committing to that process as well. Um, and I, I definitely have, you know, I would say committed to the idea that life is just going to be like you could, like you just explained this last week after returning back to work, which is challenging. Mm -hmm. And I would say that my last two weeks have been both like super amazing with like bouts of challenges. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we've been having really, really good meetings, having, you know, meeting great people. The show is doing well and we're going, we're getting ready to go to South Africa. Yes. And yeah. And then, but you know, producing that is is a challenge right you know learning this business is getting a all challenge. that shit together from a whole nother country yeah yeah continent you know right. like they are hours and hours and hours and hours ahead of us and you know it's just been interesting but i'm just so grateful that 
I'm able to kind of like implement some of the tools yeah. that I've learned over the years and, and kind of apply it to what I mm-hmm. have been experiencing. Like I am really, really, really strange. And I have like, what is it called? Um, You're quirky? No, no, no. What is it? Well, yeah, that. But what is it called when you... Um, feel like you're you have a disease or like something is happening hypochondriac to you. yes so mm-hmm. i can be a little bit of a hypochondriac yeah so like my arm was hurting me like oh my god like <laughs> this horrible thing is happening to my arm oh, and then yeah. and then like i sleep i slept weird and i was right. my neck is hurt so my arm and my neck is hurting it's me. spreading y'all it's <laughs> like, spreading. It's i don't spreading. know what it is but it's spreading and then i'm like almost like damn near depressed over right. it and then i'm like oh then it gets better i'm like oh oh i guess it really was just you know, from, you know, I just hurt my neck. But, you know, I've just like, I don't know, like these little things keep creeping in. And I notice with me, you know, I always talk about this story that I heard. And I can't remember where I heard it, but it was years and years and years ago about a tree, any beautiful tree, fruit tree, anything that has beautiful flowers casts a shadow. And naturally, when good and amazing things are happening, you can't help but to acknowledge mm-hmm. the shadow that's there and like what is that right and i've noticed that with me like sometimes i get into a space where i will pay a, way too much attention to, to the, the shadows to the, to the, to the shadow mm. and not enough to the actual fruit and to the tree and i think i it's because i've gotten into such a process of work that i know that i'm always there's gardening. a challenge and i'm always right. gar- yes i'm always gardening but in my in my way of my human nature way of paying way too much attention to the little negative things that go on in our minds, I would like gravitate towards those things. And it's been like, it's been a challenge, Mm -hmm. you know, as far as like making sure that I stay in a positive space, which is why it was way, way, way super important to me that I get my hands on that book, which has been in my apartment for the last two years but get my hands on that book so that I can write the things that I'm grateful for so that I give my so I can feed myself a different kind of energy in those moments when these really negative, right. dark, horrific thoughts come into my mind. Right. And I often wonder, like, do other people experience this where, like, you know, things are going really well, but all of a sudden you're thinking about, like, oh, my gosh, like, my arm's going to fall off. Like, why is this happening? Yeah. And and it's not, and I don't want to, like, oversimplify this because I think, like, sometimes I get really consumed with, like, these worries, mm-hmm. you know? And... I think it's a control thing, you know, in wanting to have control over my life and control. I want to just feel great and amazing. And and, and, every, and if anything challenges, it's like, what is getting in my way? What is this? Right. And um, I, as for me, even though that was frustrating and I was like, OK, well, how do we what do we have? What do we have by we? I mean, like. My spiritual self, my physical self. Right. Like, what do I have as a resource in this moment, as a tool right now? To Donovan Trinity, what does he have? <laughs> what is the like, Holy Trinity? You, like, like, bro, what do you have so mm-hmm. that you can, like, deal with this moment? Yeah. Um. So I, I definitely utilize the tool of being finding something to be grateful for and I and I'm grateful for that. <laughs> I really commend you for cuz like you said this is not something that you've been doing your whole life. You never you, you having a you know gratitude journal in tow is not necessarily your thing. So I really um applaud you for trying something different um of outside of what you know normally because I mean, you know, outward, you know, looking on the outside it seemingly you have it all together and you have so many, you know, but Again, mm-hmm. it's like we all have our own journeys and there's so many things layered into what 
what and who we are that I, I really again I applaud you for taking a, a chance a, another chance on yourself and trying something different because that's really hard to do it especially when <clears throat> we're stuck in our ways in so many instances it's right. hard to adapt new things to help us it's hard to hear you know certain criticisms so you know I, even for me like one of the things that was the hardest for me and it's still very hard is just writing stuff down in general so to me I'm, my mind is right. blown when you're sitting there actually writing things that you're grateful for I'm the bitch, I can't even write a grocery list mm-hmm. and I'm sitting at the grocery store counting on my fingers like what the fuck me did too. I say? you know what me I mean um, so I really you know admire the fact that you're you know taking on something different outside of what you normally do and yeah. taking that moment for yourself and it's inspiring I'm like oh maybe I should start yeah. some and, type I of mean, gratitude journal where it's I like purposefully done you know I will literally pull that thing out in the middle of a meeting. Yeah. If I have to. Because I am not at I don't I'm not at a, at a point in my life anymore where I want to stay anywhere longer than I fucking That's feel right. like staying there. That's physically. Obviously we have obligations and I will always fulfill my obligations, but that's that if I if I had it my way, as much times as I can orchestrate my life, it will be so that I don't have to be anywhere physically where I don't want to have to be, anywhere mentally that I don't have to be, anywhere emotionally that I don't that I don't want to be. You know, I want to create the life that I want to live. And ultimately, I was like I have to come up with solutions to deal with these frustrations or these things that come into my life it's not it's not to say that i'm on edge it's just that i would definitely say that the greater one's ambitions the greater that you may have resistance that resistance may not necessarily have any chance against the universe making space and a way for you but it exists and when you pay too much attention to the shadow this is what can happen you can find yourself in a place where you can't be grateful enough Mm-hmm. You're watering the shadow. You need to be watering the tree and we can get confused. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's really about making sure that I am mm-hmm. walking this path, watering this tree. Especially when the shadow is always going to be there. Especially when the shadow is always going to be there. And maybe it's there to continue to motivate right. you to, to, to keep watering yeah, the right remind, thing. Right. As a, yes, yeah, and as a I reminder. Totally agree with that. So, you know, in that way, um, the last two weeks for me has just been fantastic. It's, yeah. been, it's been a challenge. It's been um, amazingly shocking. Um, and I believe that it is a sign of things to come of amazing amazing things to come and i feel that and a part of me i think is even a little has a little anxiety about that so you know i'm still working through it it's not all solved and perfect and and no there's no bow wrapped around this you know what i'm saying but i am feeling good i'm feeling i'm feeling good so i'm grateful for that and you know oh so what's sorry not to take but what's something you're grateful for that but what is uh, what what else Say something else that you're grateful for, like in this very present moment that you can think of just to. Um, well, OK, so. This is a little dark. I had to actually think about it just now. But hopefully you're able to see the beauty in it. But when I was growing up. I would definitely say like after, like during high school, I developed a high anxiety around dying. Death. I would be on the bus and I would think about dying. <laughs> can I take, can I, can I yeah. take you on this journey? No, it's I, very I, weird. No, it's I've, very, 
Yeah. Do you want to go? Yeah, I've been there. So close your eyes. Yeah. Literally? Okay. okay. I'm so clo- close your eyes. I'm yes. closing my eyes. So close your eyes. And if you're listening to this, close your eyes. Close your eyes. So I remember being on the bus, sitting in like the two seaters on the right side of the bus. That was my favorite place to sit. And I would sit there and I would go on and I would just go on this journey down Guy R. Brewer Boulevard in Queens. And the bus would be shaking and going up and down. And I would and I would think about like, wow, like, you know, here I am. Like anything can happen. Like we can get sideswiped by a fucking Mack truck. And then here I am. And then wow, I wouldn't even be here to know what's going on. Like they would, the whole world would continue and I would not be here. I would not exist. I I would be nothing. I'm nothing. I wouldn't be here. This whole, nothing, no no thoughts, no mind, no going out with Donnie, nothing, like nothing, nothing, doc, nothing. And my heart would beat so fast and I would get sweaty and I would, my, I would feel like my body is like, get up, get up, get up, get up, go live, go live, go live. Like, death is chasing you. And run, it, 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 run, it, bitch, it, run. Yes, yes, yes. And just, and, and my heart is like coming out of my chest and I'm thinking to myself, you need to get out of this bus right now. And what I'm describing to you is a panic attack. Mm-hmm. I used to have panic attacks about this thought of dying, starting out just going on a bus, all of a sudden I'm in a car crash, all of a sudden, That's, I don't exist yeah. anymore. I've, th- I've thought about that. Too. That's happened to me before, too. Yes. So what happened for me was that when Shaniqua died, my sister, when she died, this was like, it was like a hardcore lesson in coping with death, understanding how death is a real motivation to live mm-hmm. and how it's something that doesn't have to own you, but that you, but that you know that you own. What do you believe? What do you think death is here for? How does it grow you? How does it shape you? How do you deal with it? And like, I feel like Shaniqua just taught me, taught my family what it means to die and to do that gracefully and to do that with complete fear, but at at what surrendering looks like and how Mm -hmm. peaceful that can be. It was just such an amazing lesson on what it's like to accept reality for what it is and not be fearful of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, despite this dark situation, I can still choose to water the living parts of myself, the parts that I can breathe into. It was just such an extreme lesson. Like I remember, you know, a nun that was with the family through the process said that she also, Shen, taught her how to live and how to die. It was just so fascinating. And I, it just like that, it was like I lost my fear of dying. I felt like I knew how to do it. I'm good. And then recently, it's come up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, I have been coaching myself through this over mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. Like, coaching myself through this thing that's showing up and I'm like is it because everything is going so well that I'm like doing this and it's something that frightened me and then I remember like as I finished pretty much pacing back and forth well first like running this direction (laughs) and then jogging back this direction and then start pacing calming myself down did I remind myself of those lessons? Right. 
you know, Donovan, here's what you know. Here's what you know. Here's what you've learned. Here's what you've seen. Here's what you've seen. Here's what you know. Mm-hmm. You know? And it was like a process of like, maybe it's still, maybe, it's just, mm-hmm. maybe I'm still having this process. Mm-hmm. But I'm grateful that I was, that I had the book <laughs> to go to. I'm grateful that I realized what was happening. Yeah. You know, I'm grateful that I was, that I recognized that this is something that I had experienced. Um, and that I had something available to help me get through it mm-hmm. because there was a part of me that was like, Jesus, like this has to stop. These thoughts have to stop in terms of like, it's distracting and mm-hmm. it's not me. And then very quickly through like thinking about it, like, wait, what is this? What is this? What is this? Where is this coming from? What are you scared of? What mm-hmm. are you worried about? And, and answering those questions, I was like, okay, you, all right, you're all right. You're right. I don't you know. know I don't know why you weren't thinking about this. Maybe I wasn't caring about right. myself enough. I wasn't walking myself as I usually do through mm-hmm. the different parts of my mind and my emotions and stuff like that. So I had to do I had to do that work. And I'm grateful for that reminder that mm-hmm. as a part of mental health, it's really 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 important to really take a When I say like it's no days off it's not and this working out thing it's like moment by moment there is such intricate work to do mm-hmm. it's not just like yo why you do this yo you do this because your dad wasn't there okay cool now that i know let me no it's right. like there's more to that. there is so much to this mm-hmm. well what does that mean what does being a dad mean what does it mean to be a man how like do you think yeah. like you're like your dad do you run away from the fact that you do you want to be a dad mm-hmm. does it scare you to be right. like there are so many things and spaces and places to go how do you feel about women you know like that you can go with that conversation mm-hmm. i know for me it's like well why are you running why are why is it that as much as there is to live for do you spend time mm-hmm. in this space of death why do you think that death has you why are you giving death mm-hmm. so much attention you know why is it that you're doing that and for me it was just a fear it was a fear of like what's to come and the responsibility mm-hmm. of it i think it is a fear of like just wanting to move forward and, f- and feeling the fear that there's something that wants to not let you do it hmm. something that does not want me to do it um i don't know if that is in a proportion to the things that i really want to do and how large those things are that I think like something is resisting that. Um, and I think like there's something that I'm describing as myself mm-hmm. and all the parts of you and all the parts of me. And I think it manifests itself oftentimes in this is in this anxiety that the what I'm doing is not enough and I'm not working hard enough where I will leave and it doesn't mean anything or it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. And it's just weird. That's weird. Um, and maybe narcissistic and strange and stuff like that. But it's true and it's honest. And I am just really grateful that I get to like really look at these things and process and them. And work through them. And work through them. And I'm not scared to. Mm-hmm. I think surrendering to the fear and not pro- and not doing the process is terrifying. Right. It just it just stares at me. It comes for me. <laughs> like it's like because you, you you know why? Because I as a as a Naturally, as a person, I think about so many things of a situation. I think about everything that can possibly happen. And sometimes that means thinking about the negative things that can happen. Mm -hmm. It's almost with everything. 
it like even with the way that I walk the dog. And I'm like, does everybody think this way? Because if they don't, they should. Because if anything happens to my dog, I'll kill somebody. You know, like that's how I think. Mm-hmm. So when I when she walks, I think like, okay, when she gets to this point, I gotta tell her to stop because it is a possibility that somebody may have a bike and go there and I don't see them. It's a possibility. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the and that's the way that my mind works. Mm-hmm. So naturally I'm here thinking about like a whole lot of stuff that it's like, okay, I don't even think. So I I, I entertain mm-hmm certain thoughts even that's not what leads me and guides me right. i entertain them yeah and it's like in that way and it's like you, have you gotta a be careful Sometimes with your you water your mo- those moments where you like it may be a longer time than you'd like to spend because you know we've We've talked about the idea of just letting things happen and the thoughts are just thoughts sometimes and sometimes they have to be there because they occupy the same space with all the good shit. They do. So they have to be there, you know what I mean, to, to be able to understand what good is. We have to understand what bad. Yeah. Um, so I just, what's interesting is that I really resonate with you and what you say because I, I feel like I've kind of had a lot of similar sentiments in that regard where I would think of really bad shit and it's like, but I don't want to think like this. This is not how I normally think. But why is it happening? And then it's like the more that you think about not thinking about it, you think about it. And oh my it's God, like, absolutely. it's almost like it's just there with you hovering over you. Um, because even when you wanted to uh, talk about the the uh, with the topics that we wanted to do and like, oh, brother, what are we talking about? You're like death. And I was like, oh, OK, well, <laughs> not going to have too many laughs and shits and giggles on this one. But uh, we'll see. How- no, um, but um, I couldn't. Uh, help but just think about you know my stepmom and, and my situation with that which is also very similar right. and i don't know if you know but you know you and i are very very close and we have a very very amazing relationship but i don't know mm-hmm. if you noticed but my stepmom actually died on your birthday oh wow yeah you are yes, you know how like true. really close i am with her yes. and it's that whole process and similar yeah to you i like literally experienced death like stared it in the face and just never thought about all of that before that, you know, just, I just knew I didn't want to die. And I didn't, I knew that I didn't want anyone, anyone else to die, but kind of similar to you, I would have these crazy ass fucking thoughts of like, I, but I was the kid like, Oh my God, is this like real life final destination? Like I would be like, Oh my oh God, my God. is Me the wrench going to fall over and then knock the cup of water over and then get the computer and then set everything on fire and then blow me up. And then I jump out the window and then knock it. Like I used to like think shit like that. And, but even like yeah. we were talking about Quinn, I think about like, I'm like that, but I'm like Donovan would not let no Quinn turn around. Like, are you? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, just actually just thinking about the situation with my mom, it actually really does like in a very, very like cryptic way, teach you like how to live and die. Yeah. Um, and it's right. like, it's not something that like was enjoyable. It wasn't fun, but there was so much good shit I got out of it because that was one of the first times I had to be selfless like completely selfless where it wasn't about me and, and and it really taught me about like the bigger picture and and like why we're all here and how how we we are really interconnected yeah that's my stepmom but the relationship and how we both decided to show up for one another was stronger than any blood bond that could ever be formed so just that connection with another human being on that level and then watching them go in that way when we chose to be at that spot, you know, cause sometimes when you have your family, it's like, I gotta love you. You know what I mean? I gotta be there for mm. you. But like, it was like this whole other experience that we had because we chose, we were like, there was no blood. This was like you, I'm here for you and you're here for me. And that's how it's always been. So even in that moment, like it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do, but, um, and go through because again, like I was like in it 
like like mm-hmm. I've when like I can't explain what death looks like, but I know how it feels in a sense. I don't know, you know, it's just a it's thing. It's just a crazy thing. It's a thing, like and and the, it brought me and my quote unquote stepsister, um, just for you know context, like it that experience that we had taking care of our mom made us closer than I could ever be to anyone else in 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 that in that regard. Just that level yeah. of understanding and like again the selflessness that we had and. And just literally watching someone from, like, go. Like, from... It's it's a lot. It um, is. But it really, really does teach you so much more about how to live and how to, like... Like, what type of service that we should be doing. And, you know, even in the most, more recent years, like, I just want to be kind to people. Like, I just want to just love on people. Like, there's so much shit going on. And there's a lot of things that we can't help. Like, we can't... Like, I mean... I, we can't help cancer but like some shit we just can't really help but we can help a lot of other shit or we can help make some shit a little bit better or a little bit more sweeter or a little bit more prettier or a little bit more vibrant by just really simple acts of kindness and and just really loving on people and and my stepmom really taught me how to love some like really love like outside of myself and again it was one of the most difficult things i've ever had to go through but i wouldn't trade that experience in the world and i would do it again with her a billion times over to get those same lessons that I got from her. Um, because again, it's way, way, way bigger than just us in this podcast. And it's, it's a whole, a whole thing. And I don't know. And then also like another reason why I wanted to talk about death. And I, I'm so glad that you were like, well, I'm down for it. Yeah. Is because with, you know, all of those lessons with death, it's, it's just such a, Ooh, it's just, it's a very, very hard lesson to process. And I would imagine that the way that you come to the realization that life gets so hard that in certain ways there are resets, just like a computer where you just can't get, you can't get certain things back. Right. And it becomes a new normal. You have to now process, move forward. Mm-hmm. Certain things you're going to have to start off from scratch. And... That reality is really, really hard mm-hmm. and extreme. And a part of the whole December thing, like by the time we get to December, is that, I don't know, over the years, I feel like the earth kind of like purges herself a little bit. We hear a lot of very, very sad things at this time. Um, But outside of that, like... We experience death all the time. You know, maybe the death of a relationship, you know, which is something else that I mentioned to you, Will, when we were talking. It's like, it may be the death of a relationship. It just may be a death of a very specific moment in your life. It may be the death of a job. End of a season. The end of, you know, and some of these things look like transitions in Mm -hmm. in our lives, but some of it is abrupt. You know, some of it is very rip the band-aid offy. And... I think just similarly to the way that it looks like when death happens, you know, like death may be the thing that happens and poof, you wake up. Mm -hmm. It may happen and it's like, poof, you're like, somebody's really looking at you like job well done. Uh, It may be poof and you wake up and... 2000 whatever the year is as a baby and start this shit all over again right you know i don't know i want i want to focus on living 
And that has been an amazing lesson. And when I think about like the way that I personally have, you know, invested my time in unavailable men and how it's been such a disservice to me. And the way that I have just wanted to end that. End it. To the death of this way. Canceled. Of of maneuvering intimate relationships. Because it's doing me a disservice. You know, like it comes in that way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're resistance, we're resistant to these things, but on the other side is liberation. On the other side is a new form of reality, mm-hmm. is a lesson learned. And I just want us to And a new opportunity. And a new opportunity. And I just, you know, I just think that whether you are going through a horrible breakup or the emotions of losing something that you thought you couldn't live without, whether that be the death of a person or whether that be, once again, the end of a relationship, you know, a relationship that really means everything to you. It's about process. It's about moving forward and moving past and moving through and the way that these lessons come, it just I just keep getting reminded, no matter how much I learn, no matter how much I move forward, it, it's just that it's hard. Yeah. And it seems like the end of the world when you're going through a breakup. Mm-hmm. Death, I think, has this, uh, this like such a final thing that it creates a space where it's like you can't really see past it, and it takes a longer mm-hmm. process. Yeah, it's just like a longer process of, you know, taking yourself to a place where you can move past the realities of death. But we see it all the time in our lives. And I would I wonder if we would pay so much more attention to the way that we navigate relationships. If we thought about caring about it, Mm -hmm. like it's something that had the potential to die and why wouldn't we treat it as it was if as if it were something to live for mm-hmm. as if this relationship wasn't something to keep alive otherwise why are we doing it mm-hmm. or the way which you take care of yourself like the way that you take care of your body you know like the, i'm taking care of my body because this is something to nurture and protect mm-hmm. because it's worth it mm-hmm. it's it's actually worth it and it's something that i want to see through mm-hmm. you know i don't have to surrender it to you know, it's right. demise or, or death. And I just, when I look at things that way or when I took the moment to look at it, I thought that it was fascinating because death is such a hard thing to talk about. When someone dies in the family and you, I'm sorry, if someone dies in someone else's family and you have to speak to them about the, how they're feeling, it's, what are you, what are you going to say? Tell me. What is the perfect thing to say other than, like, I'm here for you? Mm-hmm. My you know, condolences. You know, my condolences. It's always very general. Yeah. And, and in that way, I feel like it's just such an individual process that it's just such a unique thing that says there's nothing that you can say to me. It's because never going to be is, better. You cannot give me no Tyra Banks. Oh, yeah, me too. Right. Like, in this moment. Like, there is no me too in this moment. Right, you can never. Yeah, when my grand like. Yeah, like when it's not when it's not in that type yeah. of proximity. Yeah. So, I, 
I do feel like if we paid attention to the way that we nurture things, to the way that we see the way that people feel about when they lose things, even when it's a relationship that you knew was bad for your friend, but they're like having a really rough time. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes that conversation can be like, listen, I know that this seems so rough and seems like the end, something that can't be resurrected, you know. But in this moment, you have to be like, well, what have have you learned? Like, what can you possibly learn in this moment when you think about the death of this thing that you Mm -hmm. thought you couldn't live without because you're still here? You know, death comes to remind us how to live. That much I know to be true. And looking at it from such a finite place of death, it's like I got that lesson. And I think that that really helped me. That reminder helped me to get rid of some of that anxiety that I've been having. Mm -hmm. But when I was looking at the way that these very circular type of lessons and whether it was coming back around, cyclical, excuse me, type of lessons was coming back around of unavailable men coming into my life. I was like, nah, we have to lay this to rest. I've seen this before. And I couldn't help but link the way that I've been seeing death and the way that I've been kind of like reliving that anxiety. And maybe it's because so many things, or at least this romantic thing has been out of my control that I'm. it's probably related somehow. But in feeling like I don't want this to keep going because this is not the kind of thing that I want to keep alive. I have to be more respectful, more honest, more real, more nurturing, more purposeful about what I keep alive. Mm -hmm. In terms of the intimate relationships, which means friendships, whoever I'm romantically seeing, um, the types of jobs that I will take, Um, In terms of what that means for me as a person who has to carry out that duty and the level of stress, my mental health, Mm -hmm. you know, the way that I take care of my body, like the things that I want to keep alive, it just puts it into such an amazing perspective. Exactly. Once I get to take a look at things from that very finite place of death it's like this ripple effect. It tends to like put everything in. Well, actually, it does. it's doing it this time. Mm-hmm. Maybe the first time that I've actually take a, taken a look at this lesson since Shen passed away. And I'm. you asked me what, I was, what else I was grateful for, and I got to kind of like tie it over into the overall conversation that I really wanted to have. But I'm grateful for the ability to see it this way. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for the ability to be able to see how I can also nurture myself in, through this anxiety and through um, and, and also acknowledge that it's temporary. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times it is because of the, those moments of doing the really hard, scary, I'd rather be watching Black Panther again on Netflix type of work. Which is very, which is very confrontational to self, you know. For me, it's just very confrontational. It's just, it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. I'm like, why? Yeah. Are you doing this? But the closer and closer I take a look at it, the better and better I can get a handle of my own life, mm-hmm. and I don't have to be scared of death because I am living moment by moment and reminding myself that you have to live. 
Things may not look exactly the way that you thought they were going to look, Donovan, but you got to live. And not that I was thinking about not living, but you have to live, like live in right. the moment. Be an happy. active participant be, in living. Yes, be an act- and be grateful. Yeah, and be grateful. Yeah. Because you are still alive. So why are you thinking about dying? Mm-hmm. Pay attention. Pay a fucking attention. Mm-hmm. Pay attention the way that you're having this anxiety to pay attention to the what you water. You need to kill off these stupid ass relationships. How about that? Mm-hmm. Um, or or you know whatever conversations, whatever they may be. And I don't know. It was it's it's been like a very interesting place because I'm also like transitioning out of that space. You know, like this lesson is like a, a thing that has made me. I've been feeling like really, really great these last couple of days. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I feel like, okay, we're moving away from that constant. Like, what's gonna happen? Like, you know, like right. I've been moving away from that feeling, and you know, it, it right now it just feels fantastic. And I'm interested to know. That's good, brother. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I think like often I don't hear I don't hear conversations about death very often. And we, the three of us, because, you know, Donnie, who's sitting to my right, you know, this very, very long before we did her intro because she doesn't have a microphone again. But Donnie's sitting here, um, who's my best friend um, from like freaking high school. We love Donnie. We love Donnie. And um, she's here and we're having this conversation together because uh she knows a lot of my thoughts and a lot of what's been happening but it would be so cool if you had a mic but we're gonna make sure that you're here and we're able to talk on the next one um but like a friend of ours all the three of us um his mother passed away and he is in i can see it you know like well obviously we know he's in that process of moving through the darkness that is loss and the darkness that is death without understanding fully the lesson. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that it ever gets really, really 100% fantastic because I don't think that that's necessarily true. I think you just learn how to add it to the bucket, Mm -hmm. let it be a shade, let it be a dark orange, but it doesn't have to be a cloudy day. Um, once you do that work and you continue to do that every day is a part of what ultimately will become a new normal and I see him working and I see him struggling and I see how you know being around us for a little while distract distracts him and I can see when he loses himself in those moments of remembering and it humbles me because death has such a way of putting things into perspective because I was having a conversation with him about uh, having a conversation with him about relationships and how you know how was he doing with one that he was in and you know blah 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 and he gave such incredible insight and I was like of course he would he has all the perspective in the world right now hmm. and and for me I don't know, from maybe like a top-down way, it just helped put things into perspective for me, too. I was like, fuck, like, when I, you know, in my very empath way, because right now it's just a lot of things. I'm just, I'm feeling a lot of things. And what I know to be true is that a lot of things, a lot of people are feeling like the end. I know a lot of people have been fired from their jobs recently and lots of that, a lot of anxiety. A lot of we're seeing like what what's even happening. We're seeing like the end of like this investigation, even with the politics, and seeing like what that's doing. Huh? I said I really want to say something. 
What do you want to say? Okay, okay. So Donnie wants to say something. So we're gonna move the mic over so that Donnie can say something. Well, I was just gonna say, hey everybody, how you guys doing? <laughs> hey, welcome to WKBW. <laughs> And I'm playing nothing but the hits, nothing but the hits, nothing but the motherfucking hits. <laughs> oh my hits. god, I hate you. Hush up, you. <laughs> no, but um, what I was going to say is, astrologically, we are moving out of Scorpio. And Scorpio is the death. Like, Scorpio is the planet that, I don't know if it rules death, but it's associated with death. And um, a lot of millennials, our time, we're... We're born in the Scorpio time. Mm-hmm. So we saw the ending of a lot of things. And we saw, because like we were saying before, we had not have a mic. Like you all were saying before, death is about conclusions. It's not, it doesn't have to be specifically actual physical like death. Person, right. Yeah, it's about endings and, and therefore new beginnings. And um, a lot of, I guess maybe the upper millennials, we were born in the time of Scorpio. So we saw a lot of suicides in our time, like all mm-hmm. that, that period of time where all these young actors and artists were just committing suicide, but also we're moving out of Scorpio. And so a lot of things for a lot of people are ending. Right. That's all yeah. I want to say. And I, I, when you said, uh, actually said the bit about, um, new beginnings that, thank you, know, you Donnie, that was really insightful too, because even with, um, I was wow. actually thinking, even though we were talking about other ways besides physical death, but even with physical death, you know, there's an ending obviously but that the moment that you have to continue to begin i guess you like you have to have there's a new beginning with that ending like 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 you were saying so like you said you have to adapt new ways of coping so that's a beginning now i have to you know i mean i don't have this person as an outlet anymore so now i have to maybe find a gratitude journal but um yeah i thought that was really interesting too because when you have different perspectives like that's why it's really important to talk and just asking our friends how they're doing through these certain situations and not making them so awkward because we all need that insight. We need to share that insight with one another. So when those times come, we're equipped with some really great tools. And, you know, obviously a lot of them come with experiences, but there's also some great, again, insight that we can pass on if we just have some conversation and and talk through these things together. So, again, yeah. we can equip ourselves. So because I, the fact is death we're living, not living to die, but death is happening. Like we're dying, right? Like as we, as we live. So like you said, we have to live and what are you going to, what are you going to highlight? What are you going to uplift during this, you know, yeah. time of just your time here? You have something else to say, Donnie? I do. Yes. <laughs> I thought I was just going to be come over here and be quiet. But well, Donnie's new podcast <laughs> is coming out, um, 2019. Because when you think about death, it's not just us. It's not just... They can't see you, girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> I talk with my hands. She's all dancing for you guys. <laughs> no, me too. I do that too. It's not just human beings who are, are, are who die. Everything dies, you know? So trees shed their leaves and animals die. And it's, it's a part of living that you have to learn mm-hmm. because it's in everything. Mm-hmm. Everything has an end. So you have to learn how to deal with it because it happens all around us every day. 
it's like you it's like a part of life it's like again equipping yourself with certain things along the way to prepare us for the things that are already inevitably going to happen so that's not a big car crash it's like i even think when when my uh my stepmom passed away and all the the chaotic all the chaos that happened when it came to like planning the funeral and maybe finances isn't like that shit should never happen like this like motherfuckers is dying and we're having family quarrels or whatever you have you over the the most dumb trivial shit like we need to figure out how to get this shit right you know we have to figure out the tools that we need because this is the happening people are dying and we have to continue to to live and take care of each other and 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 also learn in the process how to prevent the the deaths before us in in or prolong them as we you know learn and teach each other things so it's like we have to get it together like if there's again that no days off mentality of like really getting closer to yourself so you can we can all help each other in the process of this thing that called life that we all don't fucking know about that we're all learning together but as we again experience things you have this experience i have this and that's why even for us exchanging like our stories like you i literally called you every step of the way when like my mom was going and it was like vice versa like we were very like this is what's going on you know and i think it's really important to have those relationships and again having these conversations and that's why i'm tying it back to no days off this is why it's so important because some of these conversations that are awkward and people don't want to have and this and we we going we get in, in our feels and we catching the feelings and it it seems this way and like we're doing a disservice to ourselves. Yeah. Like just from from jump to finish. It's just why are we doing this to ourselves? We have to talk about these things yeah. because we're we're not going to be able to move forward without each other. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And I just feel like, you know, like you were mentioning to your mother before that we were talking. And I just feel like when it comes to death, oftentimes it can be hard to talk about it because you don't want to bring down the mood. You don't want to seem like the weird, dark one. You don't want to seem like the one who needs therapy immediately. You don't want to seem like you're the one who is living in a really dark, uncomfortable space. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes you don't, think that maybe people can relate to it also when we think about religion and maybe how that maybe impacts your direct friend group to the point where they feel like there's a certain thing that happens after death and if you say that you're fearful of it it maybe will mean that you don't believe what it is that you want to believe and maybe it could be really hard to have those conversations mm. as you grow up within your family so you don't really extend those conversations outside of your family where it's normal I think it's a possibility because it's not something that we often talk about I feel like we talk about we talk about rape more than we talk about that death and death is probably way more common if i don't know if that's an incorrect statistic it just seems like that's probably the situation <laughs> deaths um, of all kind yeah like right. death you know yeah. in general like mm-hmm. even death of people i would imagine that that happens at a way more frequent rate than a lot of the things that we often talk about that are serious in a more consistent way and we need better ways of coping with it. For example, like, of course, maybe death is something that you should talk with your family and that every parent should handle um, with their with their kids. But it's not something that we've factored into the mental health conversation as of yet. I feel like a lot of it is about be about self-care and a lot of it is like, you know, suicide prevention. But what do we have an, a healthy idea of what death means? Before we even have the suicidal thoughts is something that I think is is an interesting thing to take a look at, because what does it then mean to somebody who is considering suicide if they have taken a look at what it means to make a decision Mm -hmm. around something that is finite if you've never been 
if it's never been broken down in a way where we talk about how amazing it is to probably make the decision to live, death is always an option. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you if we don't have more robust conversation there, I I am interested to see how it would if we do have more conversation rather how it would impact people and mm-hmm. in, in terms of the day to day and how we would normalize these conversations to get people a little bit more honest about an anxiety that maybe a lot of more people are having and maybe you know right everybody in their own corner the having a panic ones. attack. Yeah, that, that's how I'm just like, we got to talk. Everybody can't be having a panic attack in their separate corner. Yeah, everybody here panic attacking. You know what I'm saying? I know I definitely my ass was scurrying across this living room so hard. But like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I was like, yo, you can't do this. This is so 2003. Who mm-hmm. does this? And then I think it's also a testament to like, <clears throat> again, the work never stops. You're It's yeah. a process for a reason. And you're going to we're humans. We are just beings again trying to figure it out we don't know the answers and everything that we experience is just it just comes as it as it comes and i think we also have to give ourselves that also the allowance that we're not like experts at life like we might be a great students we might be a, a great doctor we have professions and stuff that we're craft whatever but we're not necessarily experts at life so we have to give ourselves a little bit more we let a leeway when we're like experiencing things because like there's still a lot of firsts you know what i mean Uh, and even into your 60s you may have not experienced certain things so we have to give our give ourselves and each other a little bit a little bit more of a break um just in general i think it's important um that that happens yeah and life is like the ultimate teacher Mm -hmm. um keeps on giving you lesson after lesson after lesson as long as you're you're here and i think like and i think that that's okay and for me this is a part of what No Days Off is all about. It's a it's a, it's a level of transparency. You know, where I'm not going to be on here and telling y'all all of my shit, but right. I'm really really willing. But they're not going to tell your secrets. Uh, yeah, I mean, look at me. <laughs> you, you hear what I'm? The, I mean, look at me. But I feel like you know these are the kinds of conversations that are important that we should be having as a community whenever we can, and we should be willing to put on gloves. I don't know, put on whatever protective gear that you need to help pacify your anxiety to actually get in the ring with some hard conversations. We need to have them because it's not always going to be easy and we need to prepare future generations. We need to just do what we can to make sure that we're moving collectively in a way that makes sense. And I feel like this is fundamental. Once again, if we really understand the impacts of death Therefore, understanding the impacts of life in the very balanced way that I like to see life. How can you then funnel in, you know, a a stream of consciousness through people from a very young age of what it means to still be here, Mm -hmm. what it means to actually take away Mm -hmm. that option and that opportunity Mm -hmm. from somebody else, considering what that option looks like for you? Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe the reason why we're so nonchalant with life is because we don't understand death. Right. and the value of like, yeah. I don't know, your fear of it puts you in a in a, in a situation where you're really, really willing to take away somebody else um, at the consideration that yours is on the line, i.e. the way that police officers treat black people, i.e. the way that we kill each other on the streets. Mm-hmm. By each other, I mean white and black people alike um, and everybody in, everybody in between all shades, the way that we're negligent um, and irresponsible 
with the way that we care for each other may be symptomatic of the way that we are fearful of death in that in our in, in our way of avoiding it we put other people in the line of fire and i think it is something that we should take a closer look at um and we should have more conversations around and i think that is a part and a pillar as it's something that's not going to go away and with no mm-hmm. days off that's what you know this it's all about mm-hmm. That's yeah, why we're having these exactly. conversations to like go into these, then the, do the nitty gritty work. Because like you said, it's not going away. The process is a process. It's going to, you know, again, you there's you can learn some great tools to help equip you, but there's always going to be another challenge. There's always going to be a shadow there. There's going to be some sort of challenge. There's going to be something, and it's not necessarily to bring doom and gloom to your life, but they're here to grow you. They're here to grow us. Yeah, I think like, I, I mean, I'm going to just like continue on that stream that Oh, like overall, over and over and over again, like these lessons, they come hard, heavy, they come fast. And I think that death is the end of the train. Mm-hmm. But I would argue that it could be the beginning of something amazing to highlight what Donnie was saying. Because I think like that is where I come, where I have settled with it. It's just something that brings me such peace to know that as we think about death or all of the things that brings us great anxiety. If you make it through the way that life keeps proving to us, it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that I can say to myself is that while I have anxiety around death, and maybe that's something that I'm living with, it doesn't have to be something that owns me because it could be the start of something new. And I don't know. I don't know that to not be true. You know, everything else that I've learned has, has is telling me that it is the start of something new. Maybe something old. I don't know, but I'm, 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 I'm okay. I'm okay with not being in control of that, mm. you know. And that's amazing. So you know, I think like it's a place of empowerment. Once we take a look at like, this is the beginning of something new, and I'm grateful once again for able to take that lesson and kind of like take a little sip of it and apply it to unavailable men which is a great example that that's in my life is just of saying like, we want something new. It has to be the death of this. And you have to co-sign Donovan. Mm -hmm. You got to co-sign that you ain't messing with no unavailable men so that you can have something new, bro. And I'm just at a place where I'm just like, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. And, and this is all recent, like in terms of just like looking at them this way. This is all very recent over the last couple of days. So, listen, that's what I had. It's something that was really, really on my heart that I wanted to talk about. And while I can go on and on and on and on about this or what it takes, what it takes, you know, taking a a goodbye look at the things, you know, through that lens. Hmm. What what am I keeping alive and what I'm willing to to see go? I mean, I can think of like even coming out. Thinking about like, what if I lose all of this? That's fine. I'm good. And how that brought such a sense of peace. You know, like that thing, that theme comes up over and over and over again. And then actually what control really looks and feels like. Yes. It puts control into perspective Mm -hmm. too. And it doesn't seem that appealing. Right. When you think about the torture that it brings. Right. So, you know, when I think, when I would say to you guys who are listening, you know, just take the opportunity to really, really look at the extreme version of coming to terms with reality and making a decision of what to keep alive 
and being comfortable with seeing death. What does it look like for you to reconcile those things? And with that lesson, that very hard, finite lesson, however you can make sense in your mind, how do you then take that lesson and apply it to the things that aren't serving you in your life and the things that you want to amplify in your life, the things that you would want to see removed from your life and the things that you would want to grow in your life? Right, the things that you want to breathe in. Yeah. Yeah. How do you reconcile the things that will always be there that you'd want to keep dwarfed in favor of the things that you want to see grow? Maybe that is even a better, more realistic way of saying it. But how do you do that? And can you find a solution that makes sense from the bigger lesson of actual physical death of body? And am my what I got is that yes. If you can understand the lesson of seeing death as the opportunity to start anew, if you take that really hard lesson and bring it into the other things that, and when you put it into perspective, don't seem that big. Mm -hmm. But if you think about it in those moments, like, yo, like, I can keep watering this whack ass relationship. He keeps cheating. He keeps doing doing this shit. She keeps doing that. And see it go away in favor of something new what's your next best decision Mm -hmm. i don't know let me know what you think let us know what you think i'm really fucking curious what anybody else has in their toolbox i'm really really curious so yeah you got anything brother you got anything donnie no Yeah, there's some crickets up in here. You know, and I don't want this to be like a morbid thing. I think it's really, really delightful once you get to a place. Like, it's really, really hard. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I I just honestly feel like once you do that, that's some really, really heavy lifting. Take some days off. I don't know. Have you a couple of the doobities. Chill with your friends. And be proud of taking a look at your life in that way. Yeah, I think it also ties into just... uh Finding something to feel empowered by, you know, finding things to live for, you know, again, you know, death can be a really, really hard thing. But honestly, like having the talks with my with my stepmom on those final days and just and just really understanding the privilege that I had to be a walking human being, like seeing a paralyzed, a paralyzed woman like in her deathbed with like bed sores and just really appreciating being able to like walk freely out of here, knowing that like I can leave after all of this, like. That that was enough for me. Word. Word. Yeah. yeah you got to keep on working. And just live, guys. Yeah. Live, live, And really live, find something live, to live. live for. Yeah. You know, there's always something to live for. And again, there's always there's always a shadow there. But again, find find empowerment. Don't water it, you know. But there's there can be empowerment. Like, use it as fire. Use it as a gusto to get, to get the ball rolling, you know. You know, there's a lot of inspiring stories about, you know, just people in general, just seeing something in a certain way and having it change uh, their perspective on something. Again, Mm -hmm. you can have two people experience the same thing and one could be like emotionally depressed and because they were, you know, not equipped with certain tools or didn't have the whatever. And one person is like, Nope, this is, you know, and, and you see it like, again, people paying with their feet. I'm just saying like, it's, it sounds, I'm not trying to be funny, but you know what I mean? Like we have to be very grateful and there's people overcoming a lot, doing a lot of shit with, their ailments with bigger shadows with a lot more and really appreciating. And I just, I just say all that to say like to be really appreciative 
and really understand the privileges that we do have, you know, being able to take this breath and again, go, tying it back into gratitude. Like, yeah, like the shit is real. Like we have to really be grateful for the little things and it sounds hunky, you know, hunky dory corny, but like to be able to sit and talk in a podcast and be able to use my fingers, like that is a privilege, you know, and that is a blessing. And it, and if I can utilize these blessings and privileges to help someone else, that's what I'm going to utilize them for. Um, and that's, that's kind of like where like my purpose has come in and with, with the whole death thing and really understanding what it meant. You know, it's still kind of scary sometimes. Like I still have my moments where I think about it and I'm like, Oh shit, I know I don't want to die right now. Cause I have so much to do, but you know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. really, 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 really finding peace that in this very moment that, Everything that I've done, that the energy that I've brought to the day or the 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 year behind me or the years behind me, uh, the energy that I that I left behind was with, you know, good in my memory. Like you have to really be comfortable in the now, and I think that's really when you start understanding what life is about. Because again, if you can be at peace, like really full at peace with yourself and and your life and and where you are and what you've been through in that very moment that literally anything can anything else could happen and it wouldn't even necessarily matter because of the the peace that you have with it mm-hmm. and i think it's just really important to tar- try to harness that energy as much as possible and again it's it's a process it's never going to stop as long as you're living there there's always going to be a challenge to overcome but you have the power of how you look at things and you have the the power to to talk and and share your experiences and 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 reach out and and do whatever you need to do and try different things like we have so many like things around us that can help us but again we choose to um grow the, the shadows and i really want to you know stress the fact of really finding where you can really take control yes life happens but that's not how you have to you know live your life by you know by what's going on around you you have find the find them the areas and the moments where you can really take control and again you have control over the energy you have control over you know the energy that you bring to the table and how you show up in life and it's not always going to be peaches and cream but you know if you give yourself a good fighting chance each day and just be content with that then nothing will nothing will matter nothing else will matter and just continue to keep growing yourself and understand that you're here to to live to grow to learn to serve yes yes well i mean i think like it all comes back to the same shit which is take a little time to get to know yourself and you're gonna take no shit and take no No days off Peace out. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. For listening. Yes. This okay. was great. Love you guys. No days off. Thank you, Donnie, for being here. Next time you'll have a mic and you'll be able to be clear. We won't have to scoot the mics over and over and over, but we love you. Thank you for being here and listening. And thank you guys for listening love out you. there. Peace out. Bye, y'all.